0: Hello and welcome to Blue Lightning Healing Meditations. I'm Susie Parker Goins. I'm a channel, so that means I bring Divine through to help you establish a relationship with them. You have a conversation, there's no lecturing or pontification going on there. I'm also an energy healer and I'm a Reiki master, a past life healer. I'm a teacher with all kinds of tools and techniques to share with you so that you can move forward on your own you know, a facilitator for your healing. I post all of my links in the description box, you know, for podcasts and financial support and my contact information. I am grateful for all the listens I am getting now and for all the other support I receive. It gives me the resources I need to continue to develop and upload more content like this that, well, makes me happy. On the podcast platforms, I upload meditations on Mondays and my thoughts on metaphysical topics and techniques on Thursdays. I'm also available for online sessions and phone consultations. My email is in the description box for current pricing, uh, availability, and what online events I'll be at. And, yeah, the email is in the address. But let me go ahead and say it now just because, you know, I can, and that's at suzypgowins at gmail.com. So today, I want to talk about empaths. What is an empath? What does it mean? Uh, Things to pay attention. And to be honest, this is going to be part one, because there is so much information out there that I honestly don't want to do another 40-minute topic. I know. Uh-uh, that was too long. <laughs> so today I'm going to talk about the definitions and then next Thursday I'll, I'll toss in some techniques for coping about about how to be an empath. I'll throw some of those in today. I'm not going to leave you hanging because that's rude. And then um, Monday, this coming Monday, will be a meditation to help you cleanse and um, protect something else. I know I'd have it further on in the script, but it's definitely going to be a protection meditation. Okay, so here we go. What's an empath? Well, Basically, it's a being who can feel energy in such a way that they can take it on as their own, whether it's emotions or the energy of the room, sometimes even physical pain. So put it another way, an empath can put themselves in your shoes and feel what you're going through. Oh, I'm going to have links for my resources in the description box this time, too. Um, so that being said, many of the resources I found state that, an, that empathy is an innate gift, that one cannot be, that one cannot learn empathy. But I would like to ask those who do not feel that they are empathetic, Or empaths to give it a try. I mean, you can learn to listen actively and you can learn to understand, and through understanding, develop compassion for another person. True, there are some who just won't be empathetic no matter what, and so learning it's going to be difficult for them, but I think other folks are going to find it easier than you think. Okay. So intuition and empathy do not always go hand in hand. You can be both intuitive and empathetic, or you can be either intuitive or empathetic. But to assume, to assume that you are one, that if you are one, then you must be the other, um, no, it's that's not true. Um, but I do believe that empathy can. Developing your intuition is a, is a thing you can do that. There are lots of books on that. Sure, we'll even cover that later on. But empathy, I would say, mm, let's try. So there are several types of diff- several types of empaths. LearningMind.com lists six. There's the emotional empath. And that's a very common type of empath. They will easily pick up on the emotions of others or feel the effects of these emotions as if they were their own. You will, Emotional empaths will take other people's emotions on your own. Isn't that interesting how um, road rage can spread? You know, that's taking on somebody's other emotions. Or if somebody's feeling happy, you can take that on. It's still not your emotion, but okay. Next we have the physical or the medical empath and they can pick up the energy on other people's bodies and they intuitively know what's wrong with somebody. There are called medical intuitives out there and they can that was something we learned last week was about medical scans. So you can learn how to scan your body and find out what's wrong. And No, it's not something I recommend you go out and walk in the street and say, oh, I know what's wrong with you, because that doesn't have consent. But you can, I would say, if you're in some sort of medical situation when you're a provider. Yeah, I think some of the best medical providers have a level of intuition or empathy about them. I know energy work I receive from my um, massage therapist works great when I see her. So it's, it's possible. Geomantic empathy, um, you can call that place or environmental empathy. And that's when you can have an attunement to the physical landscape or, you know, you get the feel of an area. So those folks who go to the Gettysburg um, battlefield, any of these battlefields anywhere, honestly, not just Gettysfield, but you can feel some of that emotion, some of that stuff that goes there. But I would also posit that that could very possibly be a past life connection, too, if you feel something particularly strongly. If you don't feel you're an empath and yet can get past life information, it's a possibility. That's what I like. Um, Shakespeare said there are more things in heaven and earth than are dripped off in your philosophy. Horatio, I think that was from Hamlet. So don't limit yourself. So, okay, so we've got emotional, physical, geomantic, and now plant empath. So if you're really good with plants, you know exactly what they need. You talk to the plants, you can be a plant empath. Um, And the other side of that token is that you can have a very strong connection with animals. I know animal communicators. And... um, I would think there's a level of empathy that goes through with them. I'll have to talk to that one. I'll have to talk to Marimo and find out. But you can talk to your creatures, to your animals, to your pets, and find out what it is they need. I'm sure so many pets out there were having a problem with Fourth of July. You can find out what you can do, and you can feel their pain. You can feel what their emotions are and work with them and better develop your relationship with them. And then next is the clear cognizant or the intuitive empath. Like I said, you can be one or the other or you can be both. It's not a given though. So if you're clear cognizant, that means clear knowing. Claire is clear and cognizant would be you know like cognition and knowing. Um, and you pick up information from other people simply by being around them. You'll immediately know um, if they're lying to you because you can sense the you can sense the intention behind their words. Now, I think in order, you know, you can't just walk up to somebody and say, "So are you lying?" Well, you could, but you may not get that empathic response. Um, yeah, that's I. That's one of those areas that I kind of I don't wrestle with, but I think it's not my place. To just go busting in and find out and use my abilities to do things. I ask for consent. So you can talk to somebody and, you know, I don't think, I don't know. that. I think that's another one of those things. If you have your inner knowing that somebody is not responding to you in an honest way, that's your knowing. That's not going into, ah, that's not going into their energy. Okay. Without their permission, I get that. Okay, because they're sending it out. Okay, I feel better about that. Um, but you can know if somebody's lying, and I have. Um, actually, I have a client, who um, that's how she introduced herself as being an empath, that she can tell if you're lying. I have questions for her now. So, um, energetic field. Yeah, you can. You resonate with other people's fields, and you can read the others of energies. You can read the energy of others easily. Um, then I think there's also, on top of all that, there is a more spiritually connected empath, and that would be from the Lakota uh, culture, and that's called a the Heoka. Um, they are, they're called the sacred clown. They challenge, Heoka challenge prevailing social attitudes and conventions by being. Backwards, they do everything wrong. Whether it's they speak backwards or they wear their clothing backwards, or I saw images of 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 Heoka riding a horse backwards, you know. So their behavior, they can walk backwards, or whatever. I mean, they challenge social norms. Uh, in the middle of a ritual, they would have an outburst, and somebody. Rex ritual and you look at them like, oh, the nerve. But a Heoka challenges you to reassess your thoughts. Is it really worth it or why? Heyoka asks a lot of why. Uh, so how do you know you're an empath? Well, like I said before, not all empaths are intuitive. And not all intuitives are empathic. You may get strong intuitive hits, though, on information, but there are other indicators or traits of the empath. I mean, you can be overly, you can be very overwhelmed in crowded or peoply places. Um, I don't like going to the big warehouse stores for that reason. There are usually so many people there, or big events. I have to take a a break. Um, you can choose to avoid them. You know, or and I do that too. I just don't go to the big warehouse store. I have I have my husband warrior shopper <laughs> go and do that because I can't do it. I take on too many people's emotions or that bye 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 mentality and that doesn't feel good to me. Um let's see emotions you can yeah because those peoplely places are and make it so easy for an empath to take on other people's emotions it can be exhausting it can be very exhausting um, another way to know another trait would be you have empathy for other people's experiences even if you've not gone through the experience yourself you know you find you have a deeper understanding or knowing about a person through their experiences, and you care with so much of your heart about it. Again, that's another drain. Now, I have empathy for those who are going through any sort of cancer experience, but that is me sharing a common experience with somebody. That's empathy. Being an empath, I can also feel their emotions surrounding the whole thing. So that's the empath and intuitive coming into play. Um, So like, say you do a big event, do you need rest? Do you just need to take a break from a big peoply event? And the intention of, of the event can either drain you or it can uplift you. And that's you tuning into the energy of the room. So as an empath, yes. Check out the energy and determine what is best for you. Do you stay? Do you go? Do you limit yourself to who you surround yourself with? Then that means find the people who make you happy. Find those people who uplift you. So in these events that you may or may not be going to, it's easy to find people who have nothing nice to say, and those are very draining to me. So find the people who make you feel better, whether it's uplifting or they share your values or whatever. You find those people and you stay with them and they help uplift you. They're not going to be a drain on you. So what about being in nature? Do you love being in nature? For me, nature is sitting on my back porch, on my back neck. And, and listening to the birds or some days you know it's kind of wet today so it may just be opening my windows a little bit and I get to hear the birds my neighbor has a lovely um, wind chime that's not too active right now you know do you need to connect with Mother Earth in some way is it a case of being away from everything and everyone and going out and camping or you know do you have a garden I don't garden, but, you know, I do love the garden centers and and looking at the, the volunteer flowers in my yard. I have also found in my experience that people come from out of nowhere and will tell me their whole life story. I was caught with a woman who, for two hours, told me every single thing about her. And it's... Before I got to the point of saying, I have to go now. That's one thing an empath has got to learn is boundaries. I'm taking you, giving you that today. It's like you need to set boundaries. If somebody is draining you, it's not rude for you to say, I have to go now. Because if you think about it, somebody's unloading everything about themselves onto you. is kind of rude unto itself so if you say graciously thank you very much that's fascinating um i have to go now i have an appointment you know have your phone oh i have an appointment excuse me and then you can depart and then you go and and let go of that energy i mean sometimes people just need someone to listen and i can do that but i also understand that i need to listen to myself you as an empath needs to listen to yourself and know when you're done. It's okay. It's okay to say, thank you, I have to go now, and then leave. So it does open up the possibility, though, that a person may take advantage of your kind heart and not pick up on clues, like this person who talked to me for two hours, you know, or they choose not to. And again, that's when your sense of self will come into play and you can set that boundary. Boundaries are hugely important in an intuitive or empathic life. You can do it. I'll, I'll help you. <laughs> so empaths are also sensitive to energy, to noise, to sense, to feelings or physical sensation. I mean, I, when I can stand it, I would have to wear earbuds or earplugs to movies You know, when we saw the Star Wars ones, anything with lots of explosions, I have to wear the earplug. And I couldn't stay because I forgot them. Even now at home, the remote, they have the remote in their hand so they can wait for me to go, um, no, this is too much. Okay. The opening cord on so many of these YouTube videos (laughs) we watch is so jarring to me and my my family understands that now. It's just a way for us to, to navigate. I don't wear perfumes or colognes. It's so easy to be overwhelmed by them. We don't use dryer sheets in the laundry. I could do a little thing about how I make those little dryer balls. That's another thing. Sometimes the food texture or the clothing just may not sit with, well with me, either ever or on a particular day. So I respect that. And and I say, I I speak and say, this isn't working for me today. That's not a reflection on somebody else, on their ability to do something. It's just, it's not working for me today. There are people with a sensory spectrum thing going, you know, where they can handle sensories or they can't or whatever. Um, That's not what this is about. I am not addressing that. That's outside of my thing. Okay. But um, let's see what else. Sometimes an empath can feel or even take on the physical pain of another person. We talked about that as a medical um, empath. And you know there was i think it was in season three of star trek the original series and it was an episode called the empath and of course our heroes are caught up on this alien planet and it was an experiment by the aliens about self-sacrifice or some kind of thing but there was a woman there who took on their physical injuries and then healed them and of course she died but that's 1960s and that's not cool anymore but that happens you can feel something you can be sitting next to somewhere. Somewhere people And you're going, oh, okay, that hurts. And that's when you learn discernment and say, is this one mine or is this one someone else's? Um, I'm going to make a note about that discernment. That's an important thing. Um, if you feel somebody else's pain and then deal with it on your own, Yeah, an empath will like to help somebody get better, but, and as I tell my clients when I work with them, it's like, I'm not going to cure you. Mama, don't cure nothing but bacon, but I'm also not going to take your pain away. I'm going to show you how to cope with it. So, as an empath, taking on someone's pain is potentially denying them an opportunity to learn a lesson, you know. As I say frequently, it's, um, say, you're trying to teach a kid to write, and they're not doing it, and you just take that pencil from them, and you write it out yourself. Well, you're angry, the kid hasn't learned it, and you're frustrated because you had to do it. Well, no, you don't have to. As an empath, you can identify it, you can be compassionate about it, but you don't have to fix it. That's another thing an empath wants to do, is to fix as much as they can. I think that goes along with that whole um, avoiding conflict. You know, if you can fix it, then you don't have to deal with it. Uh, I don't agree with that. There are ways to handle conflict, which is another video altogether, still something I need to look at. But you are able to, as an empath, you will avoid conflict, so I think to bring it up to the next level is learn to handle conflict, to to de-escalate it, or to actually approach it from a calm place. Yeah, that's another one, too. That's another thing for me to learn. That's the beauty of these things. It's like, it's like, oh, yeah, I need to learn that, too. So thanks. All are giving me content just by me talking. So, okay. Um, what else is there? Empaths um, can feel very overwhelmed by the media and with everything. So many different sources of media coming at you from your phone, from your laptop, from your TV, from, I don't know, does anybody read a newspaper anymore? But there's just information coming at us, and it's very easy to get overwhelmed by that. Um, I have gone on a social media fast to where I keep in touch with the people I know and love. I'm happy to unfollow those. I don't. And... Then even block some people, and then I will. I limit my time on social media. I'm very happy to go. Okay, I'm feeling anxious now. Time to get up. Let me go play my game. You know, are you anxious? Are you frustrated? Do you get angry? Is there sadness? You can close it. You can close it. You don't have to be attached to social media. You are. What is it that thing called FOMO? Afraid of missing out? I don't know. But I've heard something like that. Frightened of missing out. I think afraid of missing out sounds better. You're not going to miss out on anything. There are so many sources of information for you. You're going to get the information somehow or another. Okay? That's, however, when you get to practice. Thank you. I'm full. I have to go now. Okay? Um, Do you... So after you have some kind of encounter like that, do you feel like you need to spend some time doing something you love to help you recharge, to help you drain that negativity or that emotion? Because emotion's not good or bad, but it just is. And then to refill it with something with some self-care. I mean, I love to knit and crochet, and I love to listen to David Bowie. And, you know, other people will sit on the porch and drink coffee or, you know, just kind of take that moment to... To let go of all of that, that, you know, that's another trait of an impact. You need some time for yourself. You know, feeling all of the things can be so very draining. There's no shame when you choose to step back from toxic people and situations. It's for your mental health. You know, surrounding yourself with people who are not a drain on you is crucial whether you're an introvert who may prefer the quiet or if you're an extrovert who thrives in the party situations you still have a say in who you associate with being in tune with everything as an empath can make you feel like the odd person out where do you fit in then when you do find a place do the people think you're weird or not like everyone else it took me a long time to understand that I am perfect the way I am. I chased people who I thought I needed to fit in with, that I wanted to fit in with, and then I was so let down when the group broke down, or it turns out that that person, I was never going to be good enough for them. There are some people who are just no pleasing them, and I tell you, once I accepted that those people were not my tribe, And that there are others out there for me, the world opened up to me in an amazing, amazing way. Yeah, those people I tried to fit in with turned out to be toxic to me. And after years of trying, I realized that I am okay with myself. I am a delight. (laughs) And it turns out that those toxic people don't see me that way. And you know what? I'm okay with that, I'm okay with that. So at this point, if if all of these things, if you meet up any of these things and it turns out that you spend out, that you have a lot of time alone, okay, you know now that there are ways to connect with other people. Right now there's technology stepping in to fill in some gaps. I, I know video conferencing is no substitute for a heartfelt hug in which your energy fields mesh and you, you know, your past lives join together and you get it and you know you've met your star tribe. I understand that and it can be very hard to live without that for now. But you know, there is still a sense of connection that can happen from these online video events or even the phone. I don't text well so I don't get as much of a connection through <laughs> through texting or messaging but video calls have really saved my bacon. Yesterday they saved my bacon. I would have had this content ready sooner if I had just said no I need to do my things but no I needed to talk to people. So when you do choose, out, choose to go out to these new events Gotta have your protection with you. There's going to be an onslaught of the full spectrum of emotion that you would be well advised to be prepared for, protected against and are able to cleanse it. And that is also a tie in to setting boundaries. And you know, that's what Monday's meditation is going to look like. It's going to be boundaries, protection and cleansing. Whether it's in that order or not, we'll see. But that's what we'll do on Monday. Oh, Another thing an empath can do is to tell when people are lying. I have a client who said she had that ability, and and no, I haven't tested it, but no, why would I lie to her? But if you can see the truth of something further ahead than others, (laughs) of course, that would be something I would do. I would like to check an empath on is if there is somebody who has some belief they believe so within their core that is a lie, can an empath, how far can an empath look? I don't know. I don't know. I don't have that ability to tell if people can lie. So I, I use all the, the techniques I learned from watching all the TV <laughs> as a kid but so there it is anything else you've got the traits listed out and some tips for things to look at you know it's time to now that you are aware of your abilities I recommend that you stay mindful of yourself take care of yourself impacts have the ability to help but please understand that you can overextend yourself quite easily so take that time you need to defrag to to drain to to relax yourself and do the things that make you feel refreshed and cared for. It's always good to breathe in love and breathe out that which is not yours. It's a start. So until Monday, blessings.